If you like ducks, dogs, training, deer hunting, anything outdoors, then this is the podcast for you guys. This is the Fly and Be Podcast. I'm Thaddeus Bash. I'm your host for this beautiful ride, and I'm assisted by my co-host, Mr. Changmore Vang. You can tune in every week and join us as we talk about anything and everything under the moon that you guys want us to talk about. Some facts, some fiction, and a whole lot of opinions. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Let's hop into it. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, and this week is going to be another great episode, like every week is. Uh, If you're new here um, and you're listening along on one of our many streaming services, go ahead and hit that follow button, guys, because like I said, every week we have another great episode for you. Uh, Welcome back to 50 States of Waterfowl. If you're watching along on the YouTube channel, uh, hit that subscribe button, guys. Show us some support for the channel. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up. Uh, the fall is right around the corner. It's banging on our freaking door. Uh, so we should have some good times coming. And uh, if nothing else, at least support the podcast on there. Uh, drop down below. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you think. Anything you want to hear in the future podcast. But uh, you can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Flying V Outdoors. Let's go ahead and get to talking, guys. Now, uh, last week, we were out west on the coast with California. Uh, It was just myself doing a little solo quarterback there. Uh, Vang was out partying it up uh, for his birthday. Uh, Everyone did wish Vang a happy birthday, so thanks for that, guys. I'm sure he's very appreciative. Um, But, yeah, this week we are traveling north of us now. Uh, up to Colorado, and it should be a very fun episode this week. But uh, before we hop into that, we're going to do what we normally do when Vang has the time for us, and that is our weekly recap. You got me, Vang? Hey, what's up, my guy? (laughs) (laughs) How you been, buddy? Good, I appreciate it. Thanks for all the birthday wishes and everything. (laughs) Hey, everyone missed you, man. uh, Everyone likes you more than they like me. <laughs> yeah, so I have been obviously out of town. That's why I missed last week's. But mm. um, I was out celebrating my cousin's wedding, so that's kind of why I was going to. Yeah, but, how was it? Oh man, it was a blast. But I gotta, <laughs> I gotta kind of lose some weight now. No, we all, man. I think that's part of it. <laughs> yeah, it's gaining. You gain wisdom and weight. Yeah. What about you, my guy? Oh, dude, uh, you know, same old, same old, getting settled into the house, and uh, Maddie's kept me pretty busy with projects around here, and uh, yeah, that's about it, really, just enjoying the new life, and uh, see, trying, trying to get everything locked down. Yeah, I mean, I see you've uh, been using your smoker a lot. Hey, I mean, I've had plenty <laughs> of time to use it, so, you, sure, well, you know, I, had, it, it t- I took two weeks of uh, vacation to move in and stuff, and <laughs> So, yeah, well, every day we just kind of feasted. That's what's up, man. Yeah, it was pretty nice. We just did a brisket, uh, which, I'm, t- to be honest, I'm not really a huge brisket guy in the first place. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't like it. But we did I, a brisket. Out. It turned out really good. Everyone else liked it. Uh, I didn't really care for it because <laughs> I don't know. It's just <laughs> not my thing. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it's fun to cook. It looked good. Mm-hmm. I just, it looked I good know. for sure. I've just never been a brisket fan, I guess. I think you got to uh, use that smoker when I come down in January then. Yeah, come on, man. I'll <laughs> use it this weekend. Come on down. Yeah. Oh, well, that's drive. Yeah, we'll use it, <laughs> we'll use it tonight. I don't care. But uh, Yeah. 
we're gonna go ahead and hop into it man so uh okay, everyone let me shoot this link over real quick but uh this is gonna be a fun episode like i said we're talking about colorado duck hunting uh if anything colorado is known for marijuana and the broncos um two terrible things <laughs> <laughs> did, did you mention California has that too? <laughs> Besides the Broncos? No, I didn't. <laughs> California has like 12 NFL teams. <laughs> oh yeah, did you uh, take a look at preseason? How, I how did, did, yeah. Sat weekend? around and watched preseason all weekend. Uh, Good, I don't know. I mean, my Colts, you know. <sighs> they looked pretty good. You guys got what Carson Wentz right this year? Carson Wentz is out. <laughs> well, there he's hurt already. Um, <laughs> there goes and, your season. <laughs> but no, that there doesn't go but, our season. What a new team to root for. <laughs> we still have a top five defense in the NFL. No cap. Uh, <laughs> we arguably have a top three offensive line when everyone's healthy. No cap. We have one of the best run games in the NFL. We have great young receivers, and we have two young quarterbacks doing it out right now. Jacob Eason looked really, 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 really good. So, no. I haven't paid attention to Indiana, so I can't uh, argue. Yeah, so don't talk to me then. But, <laughs> gosh. And, uh, any, uh, yeah. Preseason week team? two is uh, Colts-Vikings. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. You would oh, know that like if you care. Looks like we're talking about that next podcast you didn't even know about it there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> Shut up. sorry it's just preseason. <laughs> but we're gonna get uh we're getting forrest in here uh so this week we're talking with uh forrest carpenter from colorado um he does a lot with dive bomb industries uh and he's also a fantastic duck and goose collar competition collar so I think he's going to have some really cool stories to share with us. I just shot that link over to him, uh, so he should be hopping here any minute. But back to your football, Vang. I don't, I don't know how you're a Vikings fan just because you live in Minnesota. That's really why I'm a Vikings fan. I thought you were a Panthers <laughs> fan or something. No. Yeah, you, no. You, you used to be. When I lived there with you. <laughs> well, I was, was never a Panthers fan. They did go to the uh, Super Bowl when I was a fan of them. I think that was like 2016. So you're a bandwagoner. No, it was just during that time that I decided I was going to be a Panthers fan. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, that's when they had the good Cam Newton. Did you watch the page? Yeah. Did you watch uh, Cam ball out in preseason? Yeah, when you talk about his uh, the sack that almost went into a fumble. Cam sucks. Yeah, that's why they call him Scam. I don't care what he <laughs> Dude's trash. We're getting but, off topic, man. The good we news, are. though, we're, I'm waiting on him to get his link through, but the good news <laughs> is we're like two weeks away from Dove season opener, uh, so that's cool. I know. Uh, I actually... I guess I could tell everyone I just signed up. So me and Boone are running finished at the end of next month, September 25th. Running two finish tests. So I did squeeze my way into one of those. Wish us luck for that or need it. 
What uh, what does that make him once he like titles? What do you mean? Just, like, because you know, how, well, well, once he gets his, he needs three more passes. Once we get three more passes, he'll have uh, his hunting retriever champion. Oh, hey, nice. got me there. Yeah, there we go. Okay. And uh, but yeah, once we get that, and then afterwards, uh, or in October, we're running our first master test. So. Ooh. Yeah, it'll be fun. We're gonna need a. We got a lot of work to do, but hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be ready. Um, but without further ado, we got Forrest in here now. So, uh, Forrest, how you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for uh, giving us your time again. Uh, so, real quick, man, if you want to just go ahead and introduce yourself um, and uh, talk with Vang here, I'm gonna go shut my dogs up while you guys do that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Forrest Carpenter. Uh, currently, I'm working for Dive Bomb Industries and do a little bit of everything, wear a bunch of different hats. But, um, you know, some of the more notable stuff is uh, I'm one of the lucky dogs I get to send and go take pictures and go hunt with people all over the place and get to fly the airplane. And, uh, man, it's it sure is enjoyable. I've been, been doing this for quite a while. I've been uh, in the industry. I think I, I started about but 2001, I was 11, uh, got into contest calling and really tried to start making a name for myself and built my way up through, uh, through contest for a while and been hanging around and man, it's just something that I, I can't get enough of. So glad to be able to talk with you guys today and tell you a little bit about what, uh, what Colorado has to offer. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, one of these days I'm going to have to come up to Colorado and have you give me some, uh, calling lessons. Hey, man, come on, buddy. There's, we'll there's a lot, like, lot of good stuff to do up here. That's what we were just talking about. Right? You guys got the Broncos and <laughs> other stuff. So. God bless it. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I told my wife that growing up uh, in my family, we said our prayers to Jesus and John Elway every night. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, that is a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Old, old number seven got us a long way and he even brought us Peyton. So, I mean, let's, let's be real. Who do we really have to thank here? <laughs> That's yeah, right. Cause th there's that show, uh, the rant on Netflix and they always, they just praise John Elway. That's where I've heard that before. <laughs> I was like, man, but, I've heard this somewhere. <laughs> so, so are you like the main caller of your hunting group then since you um, do the competitions? You know, honestly, I travel with uh, with with Kyle Jones a lot for most of our uh, dive bomb trips. So he's the the reigning two time world goose calling champion. So we 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 bounce back and forth quite a bit. You know, we we trade off, and um, you know, I I really kind of I wouldn't say I got out of contest calling, but you know how life kind of gets in the way sometimes. Um, I, I was yeah. pursuing my flying career about the time that he really hit the scene. So as I was starting to pursue that and, and put my nose to the grindstone, that's when Kyle popped up. So, uh, it's kind of like the, even though we're only a couple years apart, a little bit of an older generation or newer generation together. So we have, uh, we have a lot of fun and, you know, hmm. we, we do a lot of fun stuff together, bouncing back and forth with the calls, whether it's ducks or geese. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I got a buddy who, uh, um, who lives here he does well he just started getting into competition calling uh duck calling uh you know like i i have no shame in saying that i am a mediocre caller at best but uh 
it is at least, what it is. At least you're giving it a try. I'm over here just <laughs> waiting for my buddies to do the calling. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like terrible. We've had this conversation before. I mean, you know, I, I can't call a judge, but I, I can call a judge. <laughs> Hey, hey, and that's and that's that's all that matters. I mean, honestly, you know, it's it's something that I get asked all the time. You know, hey, how do I do this note? How do we do that note? You know, when do I need to use this when it comes to hunting? And it's like, well, frankly, you you don't. You know, yeah. you know, it's it's more so um, more so knowing when to call than how to call. You know, if if you can <laughs> yeah. give them something remotely close at the right time, it's better than giving them something real good all the time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, uh, there's there's always been the argument of you know well contest callers can't kill birds well I frankly disagree pretty strongly on that one but um, you know <laughs> there's there's, there's yeah exactly there's uh, you know there's it's definitely two different mindsets so um, you know definitely don't have to be a contest caller to be a successful hunter and some of the best hunters I know definitely aren't contest callers oh yeah yeah it's a it's incredibly impressive what you guys do up on stage i i don't know how you uh i don't know you got some wicked lungs or something i guess you do like breathing exercises <laughs> and shit. I mean, you know most of it really isn't that you have that much breath built up although it, it doesn't hurt um i can tell there's a big difference between when i was you know 210 pounds of just rock solid muscle and well now but uh <laughs> you know um you know being in shape definitely helps a whole lot but um really it's it's being familiar with the call and understanding how to use your air efficiently whether that's getting your call tuned right or knowing how to have your mouth positioned to make the most of what breath you have gotcha so i guess we'll ask the question then um because i'm sure someone's going to want to know what what's your go-to duck call man uh i think the one that uh, gosh, I, I've got two. I, I can narrow it down to two. I, I kind of collect and it's, it's a, a bit of an issue and <laughs> my wife might not know how much of an issue it is, but, uh, no, it's, um, so I've, I've got a 40th anniversary daisy cutter that is just absolutely awesome. Uh, so the rich and tone daisy cutters, yeah. classic J frame, just mash on them kind of duck call and it, and it comes down and it's got a real nice low end to it too uh this one especially you know every call you're going to get that's turned off of a mill that's you know um you know, heck every call you get period is going to be a little bit different so mm -hmm. um you know just because they're made you know through a cnc lay their cnc mill doesn't mean that um uh, you know they're going to be identical so this the one that i've, I've got a, a really good one i got really lucky with it uh and then the other one i've got is a tim grounds d overhauler uh, another j frame single reed duck call uh, and it's got a little bit higher pitch and a little bit looser bottom end to where you can really get some awesome awesome nasty low end stuff Oh yeah. Grounds, grounds calls are really nice. Yeah. I have a, a couple G overhaulers. Uh, nice. I have a nice little collection too. I'm not a great caller, but I, I do. I don't know why, but I have a nice little collection. Yeah. Hey, you know, acrylic and wood sure calls. look pretty, don't they? they uh, do I, I could sit there and stare at them as well as I could blow them. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Well, let's, uh, let's hop into the meat of this, man. I'm excited. So, you're born and raised in Colorado, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Um, now, I, I know with like Dive Bomb and, and all the adventures that you have going on, I, I'm sure you kind of bounce around the country hunting. Um, how much during the actual season do you spend in Colorado? Anymore, it's not as much. You know, I probably get three weeks worth of hunting in Colorado, yeah. but, you know, I, it when, when you're out there, I don't know, I, I think I probably total – 
excluding turkey season, probably about 100, 115 days a year. So, um, <laughs> you know, th three weeks at home is pretty good anymore. Yeah, yeah I heard <laughs> that. So what are your big hit states that, that you guys do? uh everywhere we do yeah. um man we're, we're going as far let's see don't have anything in alaska this year we're going i guess we're, we got the west coast there uh oregon washington california will be hitting uh, we're going to be going all the way out to the east coast doing some hunting in maryland uh possibly new jersey i know that uh asher and cody are headed out to scotland and we're going to cover i think we've got like 20 states that we're hitting this this year wow. so we're, we're covering some country all over the midwest i know we're going to make a nice run through uh, minnesota michigan wisconsin uh, yeah yeah it's it's going to be all over the place so <laughs> so we're, we're around so are you doing the hunt or are you just yeah, doing the photos well, or it it, it kind of depends the job varies so when when we hunt with outfitters um we typically are taking pictures and taking video trying to you know make stuff for youtube or for our marketing stuff and also we mm -hmm. share that with the outfitters that we go with so you know that's kind of one of the perks of of having us come is they get you know some professional um you know quality yeah. photography and marketing material out of this stuff so um you know there's a lot of stuff that we do freelance i think you know a lot of people don't really not you know see as much of that they don't understand that you know it's not just going and showing up to outfitters and tagging along on layup type hunts you know we do a lot of driving around and you know just yeah. burning up dirt roads and knocking on doors and get permission. You know, we'll, we I think we've got three stretches of five to seven days. Uh, so we got at least, you know, three weeks in there where we're just out, just going out there and beating down doors to go and try and get on some ducks and geese pretty much. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of everything. Damn. So when you when you get to Minnesota, give me a call. I'd like to tag along <laughs> if possible. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, what are you what are you doing this weekend? You're gonna be uh, around for game fair. Oh, you know, I was thinking about going to that, but I'm not sure what I'm doing this weekend yet. Maybe I am. Well, if if you come to game fair, we're out there. We got a booth, so you, you gotta gotta come by and say hi and sure. introduce yourself. I'd like to have you meet the whole team. For sure. There I'd, you go, I'd love man. to come out. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to come out there. Then. Perfect. I'm probably going to do it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it sounds like you do have plans. So that's awesome. Um, so you're, you got like the dream job, man. I mean, pretty much. You, uh, wouldn't you say so? I'm not going to argue with you. You know, yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> no, what it's, is your... it's, it's pretty great. It doesn't get a whole lot better. I, I get to, to fly the airplane back and forth and I, I come from a family of pilots. So aviation is a big part of my life. Um, but you know, getting to travel around and hunt ducks and geese is, uh, is pretty darn special. I mean, it's, it's definitely not without a, without its work or, you know, it, it gets pretty difficult, especially having an eight month old son and a beautiful wife that I have to leave at home for those 115 oh, days yeah. a year. Yeah, what um, does your wife think about that? Huh? You know, she's amazing she's super supportive That's um good. but we definitely cherish every minute we're together and uh you know i don't think either one of us would be mad if i was home just a little bit more often yeah. <laughs> well congratulations on uh on your yeah. son I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I mean, that's the, that's the best thing that's ever happened in my life. My son is, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that 
when people talk about having kids and, you know, you hear all the cliche stuff like, Oh, you're going to love him so much just the second he's born. And, you know, you just don't get it. They're exactly right. I never knew <laughs> that I could, that I could just be so instantly attached. And, um, you know, it's amazing. I was, uh, we were there at first weekend of game fair and little kids walking along the asphalt. And he absolutely just biffed it, went down, <laughs> scraped his knee, instant tears, screaming his head off. And of all things that triggered me missing my son. I mean, <laughs> it's like, wow, you know, if, if I would rather be home and have him screaming in my ear, my goodness, you know, what's, what's that tell you about being a dad? <laughs> Some people would rather uh, trade that and be away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I'm just blessed. You know. I've. I've got a great family, and uh, you know, being at being at home is definitely uh, you know as as special as it gets. So I'm. I'm very very lucky. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um. So it, it's going to be hard to not talk to you about all the awesome stuff you do we're gonna have to get you on here for another episode um, <laughs> yeah. once all this is over with talk about yeah let's 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 life. talk about the, the real good stuff colorado Cause, yeah because yeah. we dude i'm telling you we can get down some rabbit holes uh but we're gonna focus on colorado so once this is over with we still got like i don't know 40 something weeks left of this um then then i'll reach back out to you Perfect. we're gonna we're gonna do some uh just forest stuff but uh so did you? How long have you been duck hunting? I guess would be the first question I have. I started duck hunting in two thousand, uh, so I guess that's going on twenty one years now. Yeah, and uh, who got you into it? My dad. My Your dad. dad. Yep. So it, it all started. Uh, you know, got hunter safety like every kid, and he he had a couple really looking back, they're really hideous mounts of like blue wing teal. <laughs> I mean, really nice birds had a blue wing, had a, had a beautiful, perfect plumage, common merganser. That was just awesome. Um, but growing up, you know, looking at that stuff is what got me kind of excited. So he took me out and, uh, I'll never forget. Uh, he took me to a public spot here in Colorado, uh, that they recently closed down and it was a real foggy, still morning, big, big lake. And, and we were on kind of a you know, an edge that had some trees for, you know, I don't know if you two have been out here, but Colorado is kind of a desert for the most part. We don't have trees just all over the place, like yeah. a lot of places too. So, um, you know, sitting there near the trees and I'll never forget, um, you know, it's just, just after sunrise, everything's glowing pink. And, uh, for the first time I heard the wind on a mallard's wings and that absolutely turned me inside out. You know, I still get goosebumps thinking about that very first <laughs> yeah. duck and that bug hasn't gone away since I caught it. For sure. How uh, how old were you on your first hunt? Ten. Ten. Yep. That's awesome, man. Uh, I love those stories. We get those every week, and it's a uh, it's crazy, you know. And that's one of my favorite things about this, man. Is you know, all across the entire country, like we all come from completely different upbringings and ways of life and like everyone we all have different nine to fives and what we do but at the root of it all like we all still have this like crazy drive for waterfowl hunting and everyone does it a different way uh so it's so i don't know it's so beautiful in its own unique way uh so it's awesome to hear stories like that uh especially everyone's like first hunt i feel like everyone's first hunt is just this significant moment in their life it's like a milestone like <laughs> becoming a man you know what i mean like, yeah that's your walk of life so that's awesome man um 
with Colorado, uh, you know, I've never been to Colorado. Uh, my fiance has Madison. She's been there a couple times, but so what are, what are the environments that you kind of hunt in in Colorado? What's it look like? Well, like I say, it's, it's a desert, so it's, it's very dry. There's a reasonable amount of water, but not a whole lot. And, yeah. um, you know, we've got a few main rivers. All of those rivers would be creeks for what most people are used to out in the Midwest or, you know, you know, definitely compare it to a real river like the Missouri or the Mississippi. I mean, it's not even in the same league. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the, the one that probably gets hunted most is the South Platte coming, you know, out of Denver that runs into Nebraska. Um, and that's where the majority of our birds winter. Um, you know, they don't really stay on the river as much the, the big honkers do, but the ducks, uh, what snows we get in the lessers tend to stay on the reservoirs in the vicinity. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, uh, dry field hunting, uh, a lot of corn, winter wheat. Um, there's some, mm. you know, fall wheat that's, you know, that's coming off right now. We got some nice golden fields for our early season stuff. A lot of silage cut corn. So a lot yeah. of real clean fields. They don't pick as many fields around here, uh, which, which makes it tough. And when you're hunting out here, uh, especially in the fields, it's typically a pit game. So uh, I don't mean like a, a pit that kind of sticks up a little bit and you cover it the best you can with some bushes and all that. I mean, if it's not, you know, completely flush with the ground, creating no shadows, keeping the lids closed you're you know sol and it's going to be a, yeah. a rough day for you on a frequent basis so there's a lot of that um there's a lot of guys especially early in the year that hunt on ponds especially as you get close to the mountains here we do get a lot of ducks that uh breed and rear their young there up in the mountains so we've got north middle and south park uh, which are three basically flat areas up in the mountains, general elevations, you know, 7,500 to 9,000 feet. Um, huh. So there's a lot of birds that uh, are born up there. And then when it gets real cold, then they'll hop down out of the mountains and work their way onto the front range here. Uh, and the front range being basically um, from Fort Collins to Denver and, uh, you know, in the vicinity of I-25. So within about 20 miles of the mountains themselves. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty neat. See, um, oh, go ahead, Vink. Oh, now I was just saying when he talks about uh, Colorado, I imagine like mountains and snow, but you you say it's a desert. I'm like, it's kind of hard to just see Colorado being a desert. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, I mean, you have the mountains to look at and right. you know, on the front range here, it, nobody knows how to go anywhere or, or tell direction when they leave because the mountains are no longer to the West. So people have no sense of direction here, but um, you're always looking, uh, you know, even on the, uh, in the winter, we typically get, you know, real nice, beautiful, clear weather. Colorado gets about 300 days of sunshine a year. Um, so even 60, 70 miles to the East of the mountains, you can see them clear as a bell, nice white snow capped Hills in the, in the winter. And, um, you know, you, you definitely get the mountains, but very rarely are you hunting in them. And when you are, it's typically early in the year. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys hunt mainly? It sounds like you mainly are private land hunting or do you hunt public? What's your kind of split there? anymore most of what i do personally is on public land um you know i just kind of yeah I, I've, I've been in a lot of leases over the years and done a lot of private land hunting but um you know with all the hunting i get to do and how little i'm home anymore it just doesn't make sense for me to go and spend the kind of money that it takes to be on a lease especially yeah. with a especially with a little one now uh, i even even dropped dropped out of a uh, club that i've been a part of and 
uh, was actually grandfathered in uh, this year. So my, my dad's been around and he'd been in that club since 1988. Wow. Um, finally dropped out just they were doing some different things with dues and all that and you know it, it just kind of fit the timing i figured i'd be better off spending my time and money elsewhere and i get to do enough hunting that you know if i end up taking an l on a few hunts as opposed to going out and really being on a banger i'm i'm just fine because i make for make up for it on other hunts in the year you know yeah oh yeah for sure <laughs> what uh so with all that i mean how how is the public land in Colorado. I mean, I don't know how much you guys have or how accessible it is or there's, there's a lot. Um, you need to look at it. Uh, basically anything within an hour and a half of Denver is probably going to be very pressured. And the public land that we have, it's not in, you know, big, huge tracks. You know, you might get a mile of river here or, you know, 40 acres there. Um, so when you get six to eight trucks that pull up to hunt one of these places it gets crowded in a hurry um so the weekends can be pretty difficult but if you do your homework and you are willing to drive and travel away from denver a few hours then you know you're more than likely going to find some places that people aren't usually hunting um you know and, and specifically the western slope of colorado um gets very overlooked it's right there that's the eastern edge of the pacific flyway so you've got a seven duck limit and different season lengths and all that sort of stuff so um there's some really neat stuff there like barrows golden eyes and um you know there, there's just some really cool stuff on the western side of the state and in southern colorado that gets overlooked too so yeah you know, making making sure not to just focus where everybody else goes that's that's one thing everybody tries to to follow someone who's been successful while they don't realize <laughs> yeah. that those people who have been successful are not successful simply because they went where they were it's because they put in the work to find a place where people weren't so yeah that's uh that's one thing i try to tell people especially people who are new to the state yeah can that said it any better scouting <laughs> yeah bingo i mean that's that's all there is to it and yeah. you know if you're just looking to go out and have a good time and watch sunset, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. I have, I have, yeah. I have plenty of those hunts every year where <laughs> frankly, you know, I just, I just want to get out, take my dog, go enjoy the afternoon. You know, I've got four hours at the end of the day, nothing really pressing to do. So load up, take a few dozen decoys and go swing the bat. But you know, there's a difference between doing that and hunting. You know, I feel like that's that's the act of going hunting. You're, you know, <laughs> yeah. The action is going uh, versus the action being hunting. You know, when you go out, you know, if you're serious about it, go put in your work, go find where the birds are. Think about where the wind's coming from, where the bird's feeding. You know, I mean, there's, there's a whole ton of different things, especially with how privatized Colorado is on the land uh, with these small public tracks. You really are banking on being underbirds and running traffic and the most of the heck most of the fields for the goose hunting out here have been least solid uh since this what 80s early 80s so yeah. i mean you're not talking about stuff where you just go knock on a door maybe get permission one day maybe some guy beats you another all these fields are leased out for three to ten thousand dollars a year and guys have their pits and whether they hunt it three times or you know thirty times, it's it's their place, and you're never going to set foot on it. So uh, most of the scouting that we're doing here isn't necessarily trying to get on an X because you're not getting on any new ground. Um, you know, you're you're trying to be under them, under a flight line, or close enough to it that you can run traffic. Oh right. yeah, yeah. That's a uh, you know kind of the same situation that we have down here in Louisiana. Is it, like any private land. <laughs> 
whether it's good or bad is like you said usually under lease uh or the people just won't let you on it there are places um and some states are fortunate that they don't have that problem um indiana uh, is where i'm from and that's one state where you know you could go scout fields all day and find a cornfield and knock on a door and the farmer would be like hell yeah man i mean you come out here first thing get rid of all of them but uh louisiana unfortunately is not that so uh, we got a lot of grinding on public land here uh and very rarely do we get the chance to slide onto private land and leases are just so expensive man uh, it's unreal i don't i don't know how people can justify i mean like here i mean they're leasing like rice fields for 15 grand a season i mean it's it's unbelievable it's unbelievable and and that's like and people are fighting to get into that people would have paid probably 20 or more for those and you know i just i don't know that's a topic for another time but it's it's crazy (laughs) how how big money has kind of taken over so much uh anywho what uh you said so you mentioned limits a little bit what what are the limits in colorado um, you know, it, I, I haven't checked this season, but, uh, you know, everything on the east side of the continental divide, uh, being central flyway, we've got five dark geese. Uh, I think we're at 50 snow geese for whatever that's worth. Uh, and then we got our five, uh, or six ducks, five mallards, two hens, um, you know, fairly standard and in, in most of the other subdivisions, uh, you know, and, okay. and taken taken certain species but then the western slope you get seven ducks uh all seven can be mallards two hens i think it is um and then you've got four canadas over there four dark geese okay so pretty typical of every state i'd say yeah yeah, um, it's it's nice to get that sixth duck you know i know uh, aren't you folks in the mississippi typically a, a five duck four mallard deal uh we're six ducks four mallards down are you here. okay gotcha but uh yeah some states are five some states are eight (laughs) it's pretty uh pretty crazy how spread out it is across the country uh especially alaska was like nine right alaska's eight Uh, eight yeah okay he said eight but it was like eight of anything pretty much pretty much much. and then you've Um, got sea ducks that are separate so yeah yeah. (laughs) if you got something crazy where uh you know catch them right at uh right at the point where all the it's kind of fun because you can actually shoot scoters on fresh water up there uh you know if you catch them before they move out to the salt so i bet you could uh you could really have a heyday up there if you timed it just right yeah that is crazy that was a that was a fun conversation i've been daydreaming about alaska ever since then man you should uh, you should. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it, it, one thing I find weird is how you know state limits vary so much with with waterfowl being a, like such a federal regu- or federally regulated uh, you know sport, and most laws fall um, from the federal level. Yet each state still dictates limits uh, and seasons and everything. I find that kind of strange. But yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, isn't it? You know, you get. Uh... Well, heck, just look at Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, Oklahoma, you get eight lessers plus two speckle bellies, and then you go across the Red River, and you get five dark geese. Only two can be specks, and you kind of kind of do a little bit of math there and figure <laughs> out where they're stopping first. And you know, <laughs> um, you know I, I've seen a pretty dramatic change in how Texas has hunted since Oklahoma's changed those uh, 
those yeah. rules too. So it's, it's kind of, kind of interesting seeing how all that plays into it. And, um, you know, just kind of interesting probing guys too, to see what their opinions are. I mean, I, again, you know, topics for another day, but, um, you know, what, what, what do you need to go out, you know, and, and hunt and be happy? You know, do you need to go kill 15 yeah. birds? Do you, do you need to kill three birds? What do you, do you need to kill any birds? You know, what's, what's it really about? So that's one of those, one of those things I could, you could get me wound up and I could talk for days on that one. Oh yeah. Well, you know, and you can, you can hop right across the border to Louisiana and you can shoot one Canada. Uh, if you ever saw one here, but <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's just wild. Yeah. Our limits one on Canada's I've, and I've shot one. So I, I have hit a limit of Canada's one. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> it was like, I've seen three here total. I'm pretty sure it was somebody's pet, but I don't know. Man. Wrong place, wrong lost time. Bird. That's hey. funny. He just wanted some of that good Cajun cooking. Well, he got some, uh, <laughs> or we got some. I guess. But uh, that's awesome. Speaking of cooking, what's what's your go-to duck recipe? Uh, my favorite, I love doing a stir fry. So I like slicing it up real thin, um, and I'll uh, I cook the meat first, but I'll I'll get it in there and cook it. Throw a like some sesame seeds and some barbecue sauce, a little bit of everything. Um, I like a nice, like tangy barbecue sauce kind of deal, maybe with a little bit of kick to it. Um, and I'll get it cooked where it's, you know, just coming up on rare, pushing medium rare. I'll crank the heat to 10 and start to caramelize that stuff on the meat. And then I'll go ahead and make my, uh, you know, I've got my noodles and vegetables and everything going in the other, other pot. And, uh, nice. you know, then I'll throw it together there. That's, that's probably my favorite. Nice. Yeah, it does sound really good. It's a. Uh, I guess you missed it. Vang wasn't on the show with us last week. He was too busy. Uh, <laughs> but we had a good long talk about food last week. It was really a. Uh, I'm hungry, man. It's almost supper time here. Hey, I mean, let's <laughs> let's be honest. Food is most people's favorite subject. I mean, who doesn't that's love right. food? I mean, that's my favorite part about duck hunting is duck eating. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and I've got a lot of cool recipes already from this series that I plan on whipping up. I'm going to have to do a, like a new, like a cooking series on the YouTube channel now. <laughs> right. Like, uh, 50 states of waterfowl cooking. I don't know. We'll have to come up with a good name for that one. But I don't think I have enough time for another project right now, honestly. It's, <laughs> I'm running out of, of hours in the day. Right. Uh, but we'll get there anyway, man. It's a so. What I want to know, man, is how how many states total have you hunted? I'm assuming it's a ridiculous number, but man, I think I think I'm somewhere. I think I'm at like 32, 33. I, I did the math before the before summer, um, and I, I vaguely recall it being somewhere around there. But it's it's getting to be a bunch. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, so so with all the states you've hunted where else would you like to go hunt oh man um you know so much of what i've seen i'd like to go back and see again so it's kind of tough to even even set my eyes on something <laughs> right. i'd like to, i'd like to go to the northeast you know black ducks are are a, a vixen for me and a siren that calls you know that's i i, I I've killed uh, two black ducks. One of them I killed in Colorado, of all places. It was uh, I was in high school. It was homecoming night, 
uh, in the Rockies. It was 2007. The Rockies were in the playoffs. So I hadn't slept for like two days. My, <laughs> my homecoming date had just broken up with me. I shoot this black duck after working it forever. The mallards that it was with had lit and had been on the water for probably a minute, minute and a half when I finally shot this black duck. And he fell in grass that I could never find. So I never recovered the first one that I killed, which broke my heart. You know, at, at 17, you know, every bird you kill is probably banded, especially if it's a black duck. So, you know, there's a black duck out there sitting in some grass that's, you know, rotted away since. But uh, then I killed an absolutely stunning black duck up in western Saskatchewan. One of those, again, obviously a fluke way, way away from where you ought to be kind of thing. Um and this dude was perfect. I mean, it was one of those middle of the morning, you know, the flock shows up, just surprises you. And, you know, I heard the wings looked up, realized there was a black duck 20 yards up, smoked him with the old 28. And, um, you know, that was, that was that. So got him. He was perfect. Had him in a freezer along with a couple hybrids, um, and a couple specs that I was going to put some, uh, some, some hardware on that I'd collected in the past. And uh, my buddy's freezer went out that had all that stuff in there. So I'm over two <laughs> on my black ducks here. So sounds like you got some rough luck, man. It is. I, I am actually one of the luckiest guys in the world. I I, I, I swear, but when it comes to black ducks, man, they're, they're getting me. They're getting me. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so to answer your question, yeah, I'd like to go to Maine, New York, okay. New Hampshire, somewhere way up northeast yeah. and do it. You know, don't get me wrong, I'd, I'd love to do that. Do it. I love you know waterfowling heritage, so like Chesapeake Bay stuff would be super cool. But I just I just want to get away from people. In fact, I mean, I wouldn't even mind going up to like Newfoundland, Prince Edward <laughs> Island, and and doing stuff yeah. up there like. I, I don't I don't have the ability to grow any facial hair at 31 years old, but if I did, I'd like to have salt <laughs> ice coming off of it. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. Just that kind of thing that gets me fired up. That's I like awesome. it. What uh? So out of all of those states, what what's your favorite thus far? Texas. Texas. Yep. Yeah. I, there, I, you could make an argument for a few others, but um, you know, I, I guided in Texas for a good while about about five years yeah. and uh i love speckle bellies i can hunt specs every single day and um you know big big bull pintails are never a bad thing either so yeah. texas is definitely pretty high on that list <laughs> what's I, at I, the bottom of the list oh <laughs> um Man, that's uh, you know what I'm. I'm going to refrain from that one because I'm going to offend someone from this state. That's right. Uh, I was baiting a little bit. Yeah. What? Uh, so in all those states, where where do you put Colorado at? Probably number two. And a really? lot of it, yeah, I, I I really do. And a lot of it has to do, you know, probably with the fact that I grew up here. Everyone's got a special connection to yeah. their home waters, you know, whether. Um, you know, talking about fishing or playing baseball, you, you could move away 20 years, you'd come back and, and I'll just take a drive and, you know, take a trip down memory lane and just fall in mm -hmm. love with it again. But honestly, the, uh, the birds we get here when it's good, it is as good as it is anywhere. You know, I've had plenty of days where, um, gosh, I had hunted in ice storms here. Um, you know, had awesome combo, lesser specs, no mallard hunts. I mean, where we've, you know, done double doubles. Um, you know, I've, I've, uh, gotten, let's see, we killed, uh, in the, 
it was right at the end of the season and we stopped just shy of 500 birds with uh, just piles of snow geese coming back and, and honkers and ducks that the ducks in the field here can be, you know, as good as Canada only they've got color. Uh, and then honestly, the South Platte is, it's just magic. You know, there's a lot of small creeks like it. Uh, and, and even, uh, you know, quite a bit smaller than the South Platte that you can hunt and have some awesome experiences on. But um, man, that the Platte is, is a, they say it's a mile wide and an inch deep. Well, you know, most places it's, it's in reality, you know, 30, 40 yards wide. Uh, <laughs> and, and you might have, you know, another 20 yards of sandbar before you come up next to the river bank, if you will. Uh, but yeah. on the banks, there's big cottonwoods, there's sloughs that run along them. Uh, and some of my favorite hunts are either ducks in those sloughs and you're walking, you know, God knows how far on some of this public stuff to get to some of these random little sloughs to be under a flight line. Uh, and it's, it's very similar to you know hunting a big hole in the flooded timber um you know a, a big hole but you know it, the, it, the call echoes the same i, I blow an ult in uh, in the cottonwoods you know i mean it, you, you can hunt it like timber uh and then when you hunt on the river man my favorite thing out there is hunting the geese and you get lots no. of geese that use that and they'll they'll come right over the cottonwoods and they, they work like ducks they drop their feet stick their wings out they basically <laughs> bring their body vertical and, and make a big s with their necks and just sit right down on a sandbar and i mean it's it's intimate i mean when you're shooting you know when you're shooting those big you know nine 10 pound honkers at 15 yards on our sandbar it's it's pretty sweet <laughs> i imagine what a so what what's the most predominantly killed bird you'd say in colorado i'd, I'd say the canada goose you know i don't know yeah. if it'd be a you know if you just lumped in lessers and graders together it'd, it'd be a canada goose but probably closely followed by a mallard really yeah yeah we got a lot of mallards here uh early on it's kind of the central flyway mix where you get the standard widgeon gadwall you know some yeah. ugly pintails ugly mallards green wings blue wings but when uh when december gets here it's it's greenhead city and there have been plenty of times where we've drug out a hunt looking for and, and we only have one bonus duck to fill so there's lots of times where i've drug out a hunt looking for one bonus duck either for myself <laughs> or you know for a buddy it's it's something yeah that's a that's pretty crazy we're uh we're the exact opposite here we're just dragging out the hunt waiting for anything to come by <laughs> yeah, i hear uh, i hear louisiana's definitely uh not seeing as many mallards as you used to down there yeah you know i can't i've only lived in louisiana for three well, a little over three years now uh so i try and stay away from the used twos because yep. uh, i was never yep. part of that but That's in fair. my experiment uh it, it, gosh i'm <laughs> twisting all over myself in my experience uh I, there hasn't been any mallards here uh i i can count on two hands how many i've killed in three years uh in the state of louisiana so man but with that being said there's tons and tons of gadwall and they eat just as good if not better than a oh, mallard does well, and, and so when they decoy i mean you know gadwalls on an intimate level then i mean you know they're either the easiest or the hardest duck to kill depending on the given day and you when, know, they, and when I, they do it it is wonderful and people think i'm crazy when i say gadwall are some of my favorite birds to work uh, but like you said man i mean certain ones like it will just suck right in uh without even seeing them but for the most part, they are hard ducks to get to commit. 
They really are. And when we can pull in a big group, uh, they call them gray ducks down here. Uh, but when you can pull in a big group of gadwall, like that's, I feel so accomplished because that, I mean, I've, they're a hard duck Shit, to work. Hard. You know, I mean, that's when you're like, you know what? I did everything right this morning. I may have only shot two of them out of the 30, but hey, we, <laughs> at least we know what we're doing. We just yeah. can't shoot. So, but we do. Last year we were blessed. Uh, we got some colder weather towards the end and we got a good push of a uh, widgeon. Um, but predominantly we get gadwall and teal. Which, like nice. I said, both are great birds. Absolutely, so, <laughs> can't be I'm done not, with the stick. Yeah, as long not as long that. as you haven't uh, given in to just eating pool dew. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. Uh, that's a. You know what that is, Bang? No, I, I don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. I'll teach you when you come down, but okay. yep, yep, yep. It's it's delicious as long as you don't know what it is. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't complain. We also get a, a very healthy dose of wood ducks. You can, if you ever just need to kill ducks, you, there's plenty of places where you can go shoot your three wood ducks and go to IHOP afterwards. That's perfect. Uh, so it, it's not a bad place to be. No, but and, uh, and, and I mean, guys, I mean. I don't know. I love wood ducks and I feel like that's one that guys don't give enough credit. And I, I understand, especially when you're in the timber and, you know, in Arkansas and you're trying to look for mallards there at first light, uh, I get it. But man, there is something about going out there and just chasing those squealers. It is so much fun. You know, and with how many you get, a lot of people here like are just hate wood ducks, but I don't think I ever will. I mean, you know, it first light, or even before shooting light, when you just hear them squawking and yep. whistling through, that's just how you know. They're like, hey, this is going to be a good morning regardless. And yep. I don't care what anyone says. It could be the coldest day of the year, and we're expecting some heavy migration uh, or, like, you know, some big migration flights. If a group of wood ducks flies by, they're getting shot. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, really yeah. well, you you talked about a good yeah. eating duck, man. Find one that eats better than a wood duck. Oh, and they're so yeah. fun to shoot, too. And they're always, 90% of the time, they're passing shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll either buzz by the blind or like two random ones just suicide and land in the decoy. You don't even know where they came from. <laughs> yes. And then all, all you see is that big red eye and that head sticking up going, What have I done? Oh yeah, it's a. Uh, I love wood ducks, but uh, a couple of questions for you, man, that we kind of ask everybody. Uh, yeah. Just for general purposes, what kind of shotgun do you shoot? Um, personally, I shoot uh, the Beretta A400 Explorer and either a 20 or a 28 gauge. I don't. I I haven't shot a 12 gauge, and I didn't shoot it once last season, and I barely used it the year before. So I'm I'm really a, a 20 gauge, 28 gauge kind of guy. You hear that, that 20 gauge. You know, I feel like I, I think you guys are like, I'm, I'm slowly getting turned on to 20 gauge. <laughs> well, part, and, part of it is that I'm going deaf. Uh, I mean, not, not literally, but it's definitely not getting any better. And the 20 gauge has made a big difference there. Uh, I have the same effective range uh, as a 12 gauge. I mean, I, yeah. 
hunting hunting these lessers, we get a bunch of hybrids in the first push. So we get some really cool yeah. stuff, some Canada snow crosses, some Canada specs, some <laughs> some really neat stuff. And I am not scared to, you know, if I have to pull up on a bird at 65, 70 yards, I feel confident that I can kill that bird with a 20 gauge. And uh, you know, it's it's been good for me. Been real good for me. What uh what kind of shells do you shoot out of? It? Uh, I like the Apex stuff, man. Uh, yeah. I like their. I've, I've shot a lot of their steel. You know, I, I have shot their TSS, which is stupid. Don't even get me started on um, how amazing <laughs> TSS is, especially that Apex setup. But um, their steel, just their uh, their steel shot, um, man, is awesome. It's super consistent, and and I've been very, very, very happy with it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. Uh, actually, that's what Freddie shoots was the uh, Apex TSS. But man, uh, I'd be single if I tried to buy some of that. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's worth it. I just there, there's a time and place. You know, if when, when you yeah. take that trip to Alaska to go get your Harlequin or your Old Squaw or Emperor Goose or King Eider, that's when you pay for TSS. You know, maybe maybe not so much when you're going to go teal hunting. <laughs> yeah i got you man what uh you know everyone's tr- like i don't know you guys are gonna make me buy a 20 gauge <laughs> i was you know i was talking to maddie about it um actually the last couple weeks i'm like you know i'm trying to find a 20 gauge and uh <laughs> and predominantly not because of you bang so don't get your head on no it's not because of me because but of everyone we've talked to has shot a 20 or uses a 20 more Whatever. That's real. <laughs> the point of my story was like this is the only thing I can find any shells for is for a twenty gauge. Yeah. Um, like finding twelve gauge shells right now is like hitting the lottery around here. Uh, but there's just so many twenty gauge shells. I almost bought a case of. Uh, they were Kent fast deals. Uh, that's that's another yeah. good round. The, the three inch twos out of the the Kent Fast Teal two point Before I started shooting Apex, that was what I shot, and that was, yeah. I, was I was pretty happy. So if you see a case of those, uh, go ahead pick them up for me, would you? Yeah. Well, they were in twenty gauge, so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm about to just buy this and then just go buy a twenty gauge. I might have to resort to that. You, you, you ought to. Yeah. Actually, uh, you said you you've got a girlfriend. A uh, fiance. Fiance. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations. Um, does she come hunting with you very often? No. Occasionally. <laughs> no, never. And that's why that's kind of you, why you I see, bought my you see where I'm going with this, I right? Do, I do. Because yeah. both my twenty and my twenty-eight gauge were for my wife, and we've got two twenty-eight gauges now. So there's uh it, it, it's all in how you spin it. It also that's gives a, you a reason to go buy one. Yes. Well, and it, well, that's what I did last time when I got a new gun. I was like, hey, I, well, I need a new one so I can give you my old one. Uh which obviously never got used, but and then I was like, oh, I'll just get a twenty gauge, and if you ever want to go, you can use that, and I'll use my gun. She's like, yeah, blah blah whatever. I'm not so sure how girly she is, but this uh, Beretta A400 Explorer, the receiver is rose gold. <laughs> Big fan. They are. Those are some. I've shot a the A400s before. I've never shot the twenty gauge, but I've shot the twelve gauge, and those are some nice shotguns. Just- Everyone else. Everyone else we've talked to has been a Benelli guy, really. But it is what it is. Teach their own. <laughs> hey, hey no, nobody's look, perfect, right? Look, looking at a 20 gauge, that. That's like the Ford Chevy debate. Bingo. <laughs> so somebody's wrong. They just won't admit it. Yeah, whatever floats your boat, I guess. But, <laughs> uh, it, maybe I will, bang. I don't know. 
when you come down, I'll shoot yours. Okay. Um, just bring some shells for it. <laughs> but man, Forrest, uh, one more question for you. Yeah. Um, and since you hunt plenty of mornings, then you should already know this by heart. But what is what's your go-to snack for your blind bag? What do you have to have with mm-hmm. you? Sweet tart ropes. Sweet tart ropes. Yep. They're uh, so with all the calling. I don't get me wrong. I, I love cheese its. I love like pop <laughs> pop tarts. Used to be my thing. Like pop tarts in the blind bag. That was, and they still find their way in there. But the problem is, pop tart <laughs> finds its way into the guts of my goose call, and I got to pull it apart. <laughs> so, sweet tart ropes you can have. Uh, they are also my twelve-year-old lab's favorite snack. I, I pull that out, and she, <laughs> she perks right up. And uh, you know that is her favorite thing. So the sweet tart ropes, partially my dog, but they're they're solid. Big fan. That's awesome. Yep. I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I never would have expected that. At least you're a pop tart guy in the past, anyway. So. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you're totally yeah, wrong. Me. Let's let's be real. <laughs> it's finally. I've asked this this question every week, and I haven't got a pop tart guy yet. <laughs> what what uh, what are, what are the common answers? <sighs> what uh, honey buns just oh. piss me off. We got a couple of those. I hate honey buns, so that one like actually aggravates me. Man, I like honey buns, but when they're frozen, they suck. Uh, yeah. the cream pies the oatmeal cream pies all right do you if you if you want to eat do you carry a spoon with you too i mean that's that panned out well i'm telling you sweet tart ropes they don't fall apart you can get halfway through it spit the rest out you're in good shape man this is efficiency here. efficient you'll, you'll get your your sugar rush and and maybe diabetes but you know who's counting um wow that's awesome. Oatmeal cream pie. Seriously, that's a that's a, they're delicious. Again, I love them, but that's an in the truck snack. <laughs> yeah, that's very impractical. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're a liability, really, when it comes to those midday mallards. And let's let's be honest. <laughs> I do love good oatmeal cream pie, though. And the you know the, my weakness is this is way off topic, but at work they have a vending machine. They have like the little double stacked ones, dude. And those things will. They just stare at you all day, and then finally yeah. I usually break you out and get one. Yeah, they're but. a Big Mac of oatmeal cream pies. <laughs> Literally. What are you going to do, turn it down? I mean, I, no. It, well, if you ever get one, look at the back, and there's literally like 800 calories in that damn thing. <laughs> it, like as soon as you get done eating it, I always look at the back, and I just feel like so guilty about my life. It is what it is. But we've, uh, you know, Forrest, I appreciate you for coming on, man. Uh and like I said, you know, with Colorado, it's kind of hard to just talk about Colorado with you since you have such a diverse life and, you know, you get to experience all these things. Uh, but but I think you were still a, a great representation of it. And honestly, I didn't think Colorado would be as good as you made it sound. Uh yeah. Well, well, no offense, I, but no, no, I, I get it, I, and that's fine with me. You don't have to tell everybody that Colorado's awesome. That's cool. I'll, I'll keep it myself, but uh, but no, no, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and um, you know, it, it's Colorado's a beautiful state. You know, we we politically, it's it's gotten tougher uh, the past few years, and it, it's a tougher climate to hunt in than it used to be. But um, it doesn't change the quality and, and the beauty of it. It's something that that really never gets old. And like I say, if if you haven't hunted ducks on the, uh, the South Platte River uh, or, or geese, I mean, you, you, there's still more to see. You know, this is one of those things that you absolutely have to do 
you know, if, if you're really a passionate waterfowler to say, Oh yeah, you've done it. Well, I will, uh, hopefully one day I'll make my way up to Colorado and, um, and shoot some birds with you. I had to promise Maddie uh, that I would stop telling everyone I did an episode <laughs> with that I was going to come up with him. Because she's like, you're going to Alaska and California and Arizona. It's just like, hey, I don't know. You know, I get caught up in these like daydreams while we're doing these. And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming, dude. Like, just I'll text you in a couple weeks, let you know when my flight gets there. Exactly. Uh, well, well, you've got my phone number, buddy. Anytime uh, you head up this way, I do travel a lot with it. But, uh, you know, if uh, even if I'm not here, man, just heck, I've got decoys that are. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you just, just, uh, I'll drop you some pins and go out there and have a good time. Maybe one of these days, man. Colorado's yeah. on my list of places to visit so, so maybe. <laughs> i think we're visiting every state that hey you got to, you got no, to. we're gonna we're gonna come across a couple that we're not gonna visit <laughs> no waterfowl super slam <laughs> but uh yeah man if you're ever down around louisiana uh holler at me it's not i can't promise anything awesome but uh i can promise a good time you can That's bring right. your um, sweet tart <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> I'll, I'll bring you a, i'll pack an extra pop tart that's there we go there we go but, if there's uh, not much to call at then it won't be an issue <laughs> <laughs> but man i appreciate it again and uh bang thank you for uh yeah. coming back and joining us again this week uh everyone missed you like i said um and everyone listening, thank you again. Um, like I said at the beginning, you know, if, if you're on one of our many streaming services, hit that follow button, guys. And do me a favor, just share it with your friends or your family, put it on your Facebook, whatever. Um, you know, the podcast hasn't really gained a lot of traction yet. Uh, it slowly is every week gaining more and more. Um, but taking the 10 seconds out of your day to just share it, uh, it does wonders for us. Uh, and that's what the growth is all about. That's where it comes from, is um, from you guys who uh, support us each week. And for those of you guys that do, I greatly, greatly appreciate you. Um, if you happen to be watching the podcast video on YouTube right now, do me a big favor and hit that thumbs up button. Um, we're a couple hundred subscribers away, like 200 away from our big giveaway where we're giving away that A-frame that I promised a couple months ago. Um, so if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and stick around and here in a couple weeks, you'll get the chance to win an A-frame, guys. So um, again, I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Forrest, Vang, thank you guys again. Um, I'll reach out to both of you and uh, we'll see you all next week. All Thanks right, for Forrest, having me, buddy. You. I appreciate it, guys. Take care.